The past two games, the Panthers have suffered from slow first-quarter starts with a big-time bugaboo coming to town. Can the Panthers survive a slow start again? We discuss that and more on this week's Hail to Pit podcast. Finishing it in these final 30 minutes. Well, you know, it happened in it happened in West Virginia. We're knocked off number two. It happened in South Carolina, and it's happened in Pittsburgh today. Our guys had a lot of guts tonight. We're just gonna keep getting better. I mean, it's just that's what it is. One hell of a game that you will never ever forget. We shocked the world. Hell to pit. Hell to pit. This is the week of November 13th. 2021 and this is the hail to pit podcast i'm alan and i'm vince pit weathered a short storm against duke and on a short week they look to make it two for two against teams from north carolina unc week vince the week i hate most it's here (laughs) thursday night (laughs) alan we always talk about you know, what weeks are the most stressful in our lives each year. This is easily a top five week. <laughs> Every year, it doesn't matter. Uh, just tons of of uh, heartbreak and, and corruption, it seems like, just plagues this week every single year too often on a thursday night too so it ruins your weekend before it even gets started uh but hopefully the panthers uh, won't let that happen this time around and uh come out of here with a victory i know i had to get scared on a monday night this past week vince now i'm gonna have my my friday probably shot uh you know if you go by history but Pitt's looking good enough to win this game, but it's going to be a tough one. All I have to say is it's still not my most stressful day of the next few months because I do have to marry my cousin, and I got to put that whole show together. It's like putting a whole show together for that thing. That's a that's 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 stress, family audience. That's big time for me. So I'm kind of not as upset about the UNC week this year, but with so much on the line, it may be the biggest stakes we've seen in this game ever because Pitt controls their destiny, but they have to win. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Miami is just breathing down their necks right now. Uh, They're looking really good. I do think that they might have a tough battle this this week, but we can't rely on that. You know, the destiny is in our own hands. Uh, We control what happens out there. So we got to go out and, and, and come out of here with a victory if we do not. Uh, it's very possible that that ACC championship may be slipping away. Yeah, well, hopefully we control it with uh, some inside information. We got any UNC guys on our sideline? Maybe they can <laughs> give us some signals to steal or anything. Uh, we'll, we'll be talking a little bit about that. In a second. <laughs> All right, let me let everybody know where to find us at H2P Show on Twitter. Uh, outside of listening to the show, you can interact with us there on social media. Anytime, of course. And if you want to email the show, uh, we are always available there too. Hail the number two pit podcast at gmail.com. We appreciate any interaction you give us, and we always enjoy talking to any pit fan out there. And of course, the opponents, if you want to reach out to us, if you're scouting pit right now, listening to this podcast, hit us up. We'll talk to you, even if 
you're a UNC fan. We appreciate the feedback also we get on Panther Lair and Reddit. We are brought to you by Pretty Easy Podcasts. Pretty Easy Podcasts, great place to go if you're a podcaster just getting started, looking for a little help, and you have some money you want to put into your show, but not too much because, of course, you need an affordable rate this day and age. Maybe you're doing it as a hobby. Maybe you're doing it for your business as a marketing thing because podcasting is all the rage. Or you know someone who's been looking to podcast, they just can't get started. That's where you go. PrettyEasyPodcast.com. Get your own personal producer, help you with everything you need under the sun when it comes to podcasting. And it's so simple to get started. Just go to PrettyEasyPodcast.com. And then reach out and you are going to not regret it one bit like we have it because it makes podcasting the most fun thing in your week, even during UNC week, Vince. <laughs> yeah, you can't beat that. Uh, it just, they do just make podcasting pretty easy. Would you classify the win over Duke as an easy win? Uh, after about 15 minutes, it certainly felt that way. Uh, it, a, a slow start again from the Panthers, uh, you know, gave up a punt return for a touchdown, uh, a, a sack fumble turned into another touchdown. Uh, but you know, after that Pitt really, uh, just got in gear and, and didn't really look, look back and, and put up some big numbers again. Yeah, that that was it was a zany start. I'd even call it not even a slow start. Now I'd like to. I wish there were stats. I got to look at those deep analytics on the team that goes up twelve to seven in a game. I don't feel like the team that has twelve early in a game like that ever pulls out the victory. Uh, this team yeah. certainly d- did not. The Duke Blue Devils, although that kick return made you think, oh, maybe maybe it's their day. Their day. Maybe they're yeah. gonna have. A and day like the Chicago, too. yeah, <laughs> I mean, like the Chicago Bears almost had this, yeah. this past Monday night. Uh, uh, but then Pitt reeling off uh, what five scores in a row uh, after going down uh, to Duke the second time in that game, and then j- never looked back. Yeah, yeah, and, and uh, it, Pitt obviously the superior team. Duke uh, is probably the worst team in the whole conference this year. Uh, just not very good. Uh, I I can't see how much longer Cutcliffe is is going to be there. Um, but it, it, one thing for me, I thought you know you had a lot of there were a lot of injuries in this game. A lot of guys didn't uh, you know weren't playing even from the beginning. And you know maybe it, it was you know getting some new depth acclimated to starting roles. You know I'm I'm not quite sure. You know maybe that contributed some to it. Um, and but. They just didn't seem in sync. They just didn't seem to come out ready to play. Uh, is very similar to the to the Miami game, uh, but thankfully Pitt was able to to catch up and not look back. Yeah, from this game, actually, mostly what I want to talk about, Vince, are the injuries because moving forward, uh, this was just a get the job done type game. But we want to move forward and look ahead, and the injuries that happened in this game might be significant. But I'll say what stood out to me was, of course, Rodney Hammond Jr. again proving uh, totally capable back, uh, averaging over five yards per in this game, scored a touchdown, uh, just pound him. Pitt really showing that in in a close game in the fourth quarter what they can do uh on the ground it can be pretty impressive they they are it, bruising i love it i love 
Abanaconda and Hammond as a as a two for now. Vincent Davis is kind of taking the back seat. It looks like. Yeah, yeah, and and they've been doing this, you know, quite a lot. Where you know they've gotten up in the second half and they've just been able to run all over everybody. Uh, and that's why that's why that that Miami game, if they could have just gotten the lead there at the end, uh, you had to think that they were going to be able to just run out the clock there but with the with the way they've been running and, and Alan they did this uh you know you had uh you know Marcus Minor left guard did not play um Gabe Hoy uh got hurt early in this game and, and Mac uh Gonsalves came in and that probably helped things there I mean he was just just playing excellent uh, uh Gavin Bartholomew uh who plays a lot of fullback h-back type roles uh, and, and blocking and and, and uh, some of these formations, he got hurt late in the game, and you know still they were able to go out there uh, and 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 run uh, very effectively, uh, specifically toward, towards the end of the game. So you got to feel good about that. Well, I mean, that, that seeing H back action in that game, uh, Bartholomew standing out, uh, love it. You, I mean, we love seeing that. We love a great Hynoski game. <laughs> George Ashton game. Bartholomew, one catch, big touchdown. Uh, yeah. That was cool to see. It just another weapon, um, yep. it, it, you know, for yep. Ke- for Kenny Pickett, and also you know Lucas Kroll. I mean, he's been taking some licks lately, and it was yep. off the drop sn- passes, off the stat- yeah. drop passes off the stat sheet in this one too. So uh, it, Bartholomew stepping up in any ways is big. If that's going to happen, if Kroll's going to slow down here as well, we uh, get into this home stretch. Well, hopefully Bartholomew is healthy enough to to play. Uh, as 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 uh, yeah, I'm sure everybody knows, Pat Narduzzi not giving any uh, identification on any of these injuries. Uh, you know, for for this Thursday's game. Um, but so hopefully we have him back because, as you said, you know, Kroll uh, hasn't been doing the best the past few weeks, and you, know, you had Tastier Mack, Jalen Barden, and Marquis Stovall at the wide receiver position, all, all either hurt or, or Stovall's case. I didn't know he was injured, but he didn't play. Uh, so you were, they were really just going with, with only a few receivers, obviously Jordan Addison having a huge game, Jared Wayne, a nice game. Uh, Shockey Jacques Louis probably had his best game in a while. Uh, and I, I, we said that a couple weeks ago, you know, if Addison is going to be out, somebody's got to step up. Shockey definitely stepped up six catches in this game. And uh, and Bradley, uh, the freshman, you know, he he, uh, you know, who's had you know shown some nice flashes this year, but he did fumble the ball uh, at a crucial time in this game, and you didn't see him very much after that. Uh, he's going to need to get back in gear, especially if these guys, uh, these other receivers, are still hurt. Yeah, the the frustration on the uh, injury front uh, because. All guys are hurt, but also you don't know how severely as a fan. So let's just finger cross your fingers as hard as you can uh, going into uh, Thursday's game against the Tar Heels. Uh, probably the ones that are most significant, uh, Vince. I would want Tazier Mack in that game. I want Keyshawn Camp in that yeah. game. And, and and I mean, at this point, I'd say Gavin Bartholomew. You also really are hoping yeah. is able to play in this game. Hallett, of course, and then we saw some injuries on the defensive line that are probably most concerning to me. Yeah, yeah, Keyshawn Camp, Allen. I know you, you're a little surprised he got hurt this year. 
Can't believe uh, it. But but he yeah he was down and I I don't uh, he, it didn't look like he was going to be coming back anytime soon unfortunately uh, so yeah with the way you know we're going to be talking about this a little bit with the way North Carolina is running the ball uh, you know, that interior line they are going to be counted on big time this week. That's going to be the big challenge this week and. We'll preview it in, in just a second. But one last thing we got to mention on the Duke game, uh, give or two things real quick. Give it up to Sam Scarton going for four for four, kicking those field goals. Great on him. Uh, just make sure you kick all those extra points too, and we'll be good. Um, you know, still not totally confident in the in the pit kicking game, but maybe it's be- because uh, Pat Narduzzi is you know subscribing more to just go for it, and I think we have Kenny Pickett to really thank yeah. for that Vince because we have him uh you know Pat Narduzzi isn't going to you know go for those field goals in the goal line uh, anymore well, you would hope yeah, not you would hope not and it's and you know we talked about it in that Miami game just you know some of that play calling late in the game on the goal line i mean you got Kenny Pickett back there who is just you know doing everything he can to win uh you know i mean he he's had just yeah this was a this was a tremendous game by him i mean i i know it's against you know bad competition but yeah he he played outstanding yeah he absolutely did throwing the ball running the ball running this offense putting up over 50 points again just just and just an outstanding game and yeah to me alan you know even if pitt finishes with with two losses and you know they and they're not making uh, the college football playoff. I, I think he he he's certainly earning himself at least an invitation to to this Heisman Trophy presentation. I mean, not necessarily win it, but you, you got to think he's you know continuing to put up these big numbers, even in losses. You know, he's putting up huge numbers. Uh, it's just very impressive. Yeah. Well, the the interesting thing is, it's a year where quarterbacks are. Probably not going to get too many invites, right? There, I mean, who well, who, who else would go? Of, of, exactly. I mean, are they going to invite uh, Bryce Young just because he's the Alabama quarterback and has thrown a whole bunch of touchdowns? I wouldn't think so because he's not even close to tops in yardage and efficiency in the nation. Uh, Kenny Pickett is close to the top in both categories or in all three categories. Um, he, you know, he's he's been consistent and he's on a team that only has at this, at this moment in time, two losses. So he's still a winner uh, and could be a conference championship winner if he keeps it up. And by the time they, they send the invites, they'll have a clear picture of that stat as well. So I think the hope is still there for Kenny Pickett to at least get the invite, probably a long shot to win unless he goes out and throws 18 touchdowns in the next two games. And that's going to be very <laughs> difficult to do. He may need to do that in order to win the next two games. There's going to be a lot of points uh, scored in, the, in these ones coming up. So the Heisman watch is not completely over for Kenny Pickett, but maybe uh, some of the buzz has, has died down, understandably, after the Miami loss. But he definitely got back on the right track against Duke 
even though Duke knew every play call probably that he, uh, was called by Mark Whipple and also on defense for the Pitt Panthers. That's why that, that game was probably so slow. Carson Van Lynn was over there uh, stealing signs, according to Pat Narducci. Narducci. Yeah, I, I, I mean, it was just – I can't believe he called out a player on the other team for doing this. Right. And, he, and yeah. he will not tell you anything about an injury on his own team. But he'll call out another guy on the other team for cheating, <laughs> and take a picture with him after the game, smiling. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I, I mean, I'm sure you know, uh, Carson Van Lynn shared whatever information he knew about the Pitt system uh, to his coaches. I mean, that that's that's pretty common to do whenever you switch teams. Uh, I, I got no problem with that, uh, but. Yeah, to, to suggest that he was like stealing signals during the game or something, I don't, I don't know. That's just, I mean, that that's a that's a little ridiculous. And, and shame on shame on Pitt for not changing their signals since he's left. I mean, my goodness. <laughs> I mean, uh, Nick Saban has no issue with that against guys who used to work for him. So. <laughs> Uh, there, there, there should, there shouldn't, there shouldn't be an issue, especially with uh, Carson Van Lynn on the other side. I mean, maybe if he was in a higher spot over on the Duke sideline, I don't know. But that was funny that Narduzzi even mentioned that. Not, it, it wasn't even a big, a big deal too. He didn't make a big deal out of it. I think he just mentioned maybe is an excuse for the slow start. I don't. That's know. I, that's I what know. I took it as. Yeah, I can't. I just sometimes can't fathom the things. That he actually says, uh, and and it's n- it's never too terrible, but it's always on the verge of like what, but ne- <laughs> it's never anything we should be really mad about. So uh, just another could, Narduzzi week. Could could you imagine if he was a head coach in like a town that you know this was the only show happening, and you know they just. Every person in that town just lives and breathes with with every word that the the co- head coach says, and, and what people would be saying about that. Like if if he was in you know Baton Rouge or or Tuscaloosa, say something like this. I mean, it would be outrageous. The whole town would explode. Yeah, I mean, if this was in, in Auburn or something, they would be yeah putting uh, pictures of Carson Van Lynn in the middle of the quad and burning it in effigy and, and <laughs> cursing them out and calling for investigations from their conference commissioner. Um, it would be all they'd be talking about. They'd make a huge deal out of it. But again, I think he's maybe even said some of this in jest. I don't know. I mean, there's, I think he's playing 4D chess sometimes, or he's just a goofball. Pat Narduzzi. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know, but he's he's got it going this year uh, for the most part, except for, you know, not changing some uh, some defensive calls in some games and uh, maybe not being fully prepared for uh, a young Miami quarterback. But uh, Pat Narduzzi is being Pat Narduzzi in the middle of a really fun pit football year. So I guess uh, th- that's what we should expect, and we should be happy we're getting it because at least he's making the ride entertaining, no matter how it's going to end. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it certainly has been wild. And, Alan, I expect uh, some wildness uh, this Thursday night. Yeah, wild and out Thursday <laughs> night. Heinz Field, North Carolina, 5-4, and four, 
I mean, a huge disappointing year for them. Yeah. You know, yeah. They, they were supposed to be the, the team to take, take the throne from Clemson possibly. Yeah. Uh, they were supposed to be the ACC favorite that have the quarterback that was going to, uh, you know, do the, do the rooster strut all the way to the <laughs> NFL. And, you know, he's no Chanticleer. He's a Tar Heel, Sam Howell. Uh, and, you know, he's all right. He's doing all right. He's turning I, it up. They beat I, Wake Forest, but they're running the ball really well. They they, they are running the ball very well. Uh, um, yeah, Ty Chandler, uh, this guy rushed for over 200 yards last week against Wake Forest. Uh, Sam Howe, he's he rushed for over 100 yards last week against Wake Forest. Uh, you know, yeah, he may not be rooster strutting, but he is playing very well. I'll, I'll say that right now. I, th- th- make no mistake about it. You know, I know this team is only five and four. You know, and, and that's which is very disappointing for a preseason top ten team. But you know, this guy is very good. Uh, make no mistake about that. He is dangerous. Uh, I still think he's one of the best quarterbacks in the country from what I've seen him play recently. I think, uh, you know, the, uh, uh, you know, the changing of a lot of skill position players, uh, a bad offensive line, a defense that can't stop anybody. Um, I think that all of that stuff contributed to a slow start for him personally, but he's obviously really picked it up as of late. I don't think there's any question about it. Yeah, uh, Pitt may be averaging, cl- you know, close to 50 a game and over 500 yards a game, and the Tar Heels are down, but they're still averaging nearly 40 points a game and nearly 500 yards a game. Yeah. So that offense is going to come in, and it it really on paper shapes up to be not quite Pitt-Syracuse from a handful of years ago, but high scoring and high octane and a really – fun night for the ACC on a big stage on Thursday. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, that uh, Josh Downs receive freshman receiver that they have. I mean, this guy has just been all over the place. Uh, yeah, him and Chandler just making huge plays uh, to, get, to get back in that Wake Forest game. Yeah, they were down by a couple touchdowns in the fourth quarter, and then all of a sudden, yeah, they had the lead, and they had a stranglehold on, on Wake Forest. In that game, winning it fifty-eight to fifty-five, uh, you know, e- even in games that you know they they've lost this year, you know they've you know outside of the you know the first first week, you know they uh, first few weeks they've still been putting up a ton of points. Uh, so I and we know this that Pitt has not been able to stop North Carolina very good uh, at all uh, um, on defense. Um, outside of really, you know, the last game that they played against them, uh, I don't have that that stat sheet in front of me from two years ago. The game that Pitt did win, uh, in I believe on a Thursday night at Heinz Field. Um, but you know that game, you know, Pitt was up from what I recall, and all of a sudden North Carolina was back, forcing overtime. Pitt was able to make a big play at the end uh, to win the game. But Alan, do you? Do you see Pitt's defense being able to offer any resistance at all to this North Carolina offense? I mean, it's it, probably not too much, but the the real difference in the game, I think, is going to be who provides just that 
that little thimble's worth of resistance. <laughs> who makes who makes the splash play? Who makes the turnover? Uh, last week, uh, Cameron Kelly for the Tar Heels had two picks in the game against Wake Forest yeah. in a game where they needed to make plays like that to come back. Uh, they didn't get after uh, Sam Hartman too much. Uh, their defensive line, their their pa- pass rush isn't great. Pitts is pretty damn good, close to great, and that's why I think you give them the edge. They have the ability to disrupt way more than UNC does defensively, so that'll be hopefully the difference. But again, health, a huge concern going into the game. Yep, yep, yep. They're, they're, we're going to be down a few guys. Well, at least we presume we're going to be down a few guys. I guess we'll, we'll we'll find out whenever we kick off on Thursday. Um, but it, I, I like what you said there about the defensive line. I think they're going to have to play, you know, a, a maybe the game of their lives in order to in order to beat this team. Not just from a you know a penetration standpoint, stopping the run. They're also going to have to get uh, to Sam Howe. Uh, but the thing is, to me, Alan, even if they have a good pass rush, even if they could get to him quickly, it's those quick passes that <laughs> that uh, that I, I just don't. If if Downs is lined up in the slot and they're not pressing him at all, and they're giving him a free release, I mean, he he's going to kill us. He absolutely is. Yes, it it doesn't it doesn't look great on uh, paper. Uh, for the pit defense, considering uh, them going into big games with big ep- expectations and what happens, um, you know, against a, a quality opponent. And this is a, definitely a quality opponent. We, again, can't stress it enough. North Carolina down here, but there's still quality. Mac Brown also is now coaching instead of with expectations for his team. He just looks really pissed off on the sideline. I mean, they were winning at the end of the game. The game was pretty much wrapped up, and he just looked angry as hell. Uh, And that's how they're playing. They're playing like an angry team. And in the ACC, having the expectations, having the juice, having the the, – being the favorite is not really a great thing. It's something you really don't want. It's hard to maintain. It's harder to win in this conference especially, when everybody's pretty much even for the most part and you go into a game with the with the weight on your shoulders. Uh, Pitt has the weight. North Carolina doesn't in this game. Sam Howell's going out there to look good in front of scouts and improve his draft stock. Meanwhile, Kenny Pickett is now right in his rearview mirror, uh, hopefully for the NFL draft. So what a great matchup for everybody to market to. Uh, between two possible future NFL quarterbacks. Um, this this game should be damn good if you love offense. Um, Pitt's defense, though, it, it's, it's, it's capable. It totally is, and I'm not as distraught and, and nervous as uh, I, I probably should be, Vince. I have a good feeling about the way the Pitt uh, defensive line is going to approach this game. And also about how Sam Howell reacts to pressure. I don't think he's as good under it as Kenny Pickett. Okay. Well, well, that that's a good point. I like what you said there because uh, they're going to need to put pressure on him, and they got to do it early. Uh, you know, we talked about at the beginning of the show. Uh, you know, against you know Miami that game. I mean, giving up like three huge plays, giving up twenty-one points in what whatever it was the first five minutes or so. Uh, and then and then really settling down and, and stopping them at a reasonable rate the rest of the game, we cannot afford 
to get behind in this game. Uh, I think, you know, uh, Pitt's going to be under pressure to score and score, uh, you know, just about every time that they touch the ball. But that running game, uh, you know, if they can run the ball effectively with the lead, still get points, but take a lot of time off the clock, I think that is going to be just absolutely massive in this game if they can get a lead if they can have a lead late in the game uh we've seen Pitt able to to just squeeze the life out of the clock I think this game more than any other game they've played this year is going to have to happen yeah this is that's also really interesting part of the game is North Carolina is a team that doesn't die I mean (laughs) last week yeah and really there's there's got to be I think at least three scores between you if you want to be comfortable against them maybe oh, in the four, and that's halfway through the fourth quarter college football games are long man but Pitt has the personnel and the personality to close out games we've seen and hopefully they have the opportunity to do it and they're not playing come from behind football in yeah. this one um, and hopefully the the task at the end is squeeze the life out of it and put the defense in a good position to prevent Sam Howell from going downfield to win the game. Cause I think it's going to come down to one score and hopefully it's UNC with, I want to be upset if it's UNC with the ball at the end, as long as they're way far down the field with little time left. Vince. That's <laughs> what I'm hoping for because the well, run game does it with some maybe good punting or a field goal or something. Well, I was field goals. I know Sam Scarton, he had, you know, as great as he did last week, uh, hitting all those field goals, you know, we need him on the bench this game. Uh, I, I feel like th- this is one where you gotta, you, you may need to go for it a little bit more than what you would normally do. You got, you got to be able to take some risks here. And the thing is, you got Kenny Pickett for crying out loud. Uh, this guy uh, has just been, you know, he's been magical on third down, magical on fourth down. You know, he he can do it. Uh, and I think he's going to have to in order to extend some drives. That's going to be very key in this game. You think the universe is going to uh, f- make things right and give Pitt their safety back that they didn't get against Miami in this game? I would really they, love to see that. They gave it to Duke last week. That that, that doesn't <laughs> count. That was that. I mean, that just felt like piling on. That was that was terrible to see. Um, yeah, but well. Yeah. A, a splash play like that or a, a pick six or something. something I know it's yeah. hard. Servasier S- uh, Dennis getting in the backfield and intercepting a handoff or whatever it was is not going to happen. But anything – can Pitt get an interception on a slant pattern or a pass over the middle well, ever? Will that ever yeah, happen? That's what I don't understand. Why aren't they jumping these routes a little bit more? I mean, you, you know, you're playing off. You know what the other team's going to do to you. I mean – uh, I I don't know. I, I'm not smart enough to figure that out. Um, but uh, are any any of these injuries, Alan? I know you mentioned Keyshawn Camp. Are there any other of these injuries that you're extremely concerned about about not having these guys available for Thursday? If if, if any, and certainly we don't know for sure. No, I mean the Hallett being on the field defensively is. I mean you want all the personnel, even though Pitt's deep. Uh, but having all the personnel possible in a game like this, you need all hands on deck, and that goes for uh, the skill positions too. Taser Mack, who's a big game, a big time player, uh, we has made big catches 
in crucial, crucial moments. Having him in this game, I think, is going to be necessary. Uh, although you saw Shockey Jock step up after you called him out a little bit a few weeks ago, Vince. Uh, but I'm more comfortable with Mac being in those spots. I love the play. My favorite play call is Mac wide open deep down the middle. Of the- <laughs> Run that more. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Yeah, uh, I, I, I'm going to say say Bartholomew because uh, he, he has just made just this offense just so dynamic, uh, you know, lining up in the backfield, lining up on the line of scrimmage, split out wide a little bit. Uh, it, it, he has just been able to uh, it really cause a lot of matchup problems. Not that he's getting the ball a ton. But it's definitely somebody that the defense has to account for. Uh, and he's doing a, a lot of good blocking in the running game as well. So matchup-wise, match too, I think uh, when you look at the the protection of Sam Howell, I mean, he's he's not being protected by the, the best tackles in, nope. in uh, Tucker and Richards. Uh, and, you know, and they got the, the I think it's Tucker who's like this. He's a load, a huge human being, like three fifty. Uh, so possibly a little bit slower than than the pit uh, edge rushers, especially, have been facing. So maybe they could take advantage and use some of the speed and the the hooks and those rips and just slice through and get the short field onto Sam Howe because it's going to take that. I don't know about getting the pressure from up the middle, especially if there's injuries. So look for the edge to be really important when it comes to matchups uh, this week, because that's the only way I think Pitt is going to be able to slow down, slow down North Carolina. Some the run game. I don't know. I'm pretty confident in Pitt uh, not giving up uh, 400 yards on the ground or whatever it is to this team collectively. A hundred yard rusher, fine. That's okay as long as it's contained and there are splash plays made, and you make those on the edge when you get pressure. Most of all, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, those defensive ends, uh, they're going to have to have a tremendous game as well. They got, they got to get in there. Uh, they got to get to them, and they got to bring them down. Yeah, I'll be wearing my uh, hob, my makeshift Haba Baldonado jersey until they start selling them in Rome. While I'm in Rome watching the game on Thursday, Vince. Yeah, it's going to be a late night or early morning for you. I'm not quite sure which one yet. <laughs> now, the, I'm going to consider it the early. I'm going to try to get the nap in before the kickoff. It's a 1.30 a.m. local time kickoff for me here. So I'll be live. You could hit me up during, well, barring, you know, internet connections and streams and whatnot. Give me a few minutes. <laughs> okay. All right. So we have the uh, matchup set. We've laid it all out for you. Pitt, North Carolina. I hate it. You hate it. You dread it every year, but it's happening, and it's a must-win for Pitt if they hope they have hopes of winning the ACC. And it could very well happen. Favored by what six and a half? Yep. We'll talk more about that spread and give our picks in terms of the score for the game in just a little bit. But for right now, let's see what they're saying on the Pitternet. Can you explain what internet is? I hear there's rumors on the uh, internets. And to all those faceless keyboard warriors on Twitter. But we're a good darn football team. I'm proud of these guys. We're going to take it to Panther Lair this week. Ogden1325 was on Panther Lair and said, quote, I placed a $250 bet on Pitt before the season to win the ACC. I got them at 66 to 1. Sweet. With a potential payout of 16750 
Casino is offering almost 5K right now. Should I cash in or let it ride? <laughs> Afraid Pitt loses this UNC game and Miami wins out. Before Miami game, they were offering 8,800. 8, Should have taken it. Oh my goodness. What? Don't ask me this, Ogden. 1325. Ah, I mean, past history, what we've seen for a couple games this year, I'd probably say take that 5K, man. <laughs> but this this well, week, I, you know, because it's it's not just this week. He has to run the table if he wants that 16K. It's it's that's why they call it gambling, Vince. That that is why they call it gambling. Uh, yeah, I I I don't know. It, I guess it depends on is. Is 5K a lot for this individual? Is yeah, yeah. Is this what, for, what's, I, what's your financial situation here, yeah. Ogden? Is 5K going to do you any good, or is that 16 really going to sweeten it and, and you're going to be able to maybe get that really huge, expensive flat screen nobody has for next year? You're going to be able to pay off some student loans. I don't know your situation, man. If it's me, I'm taking the 5K right now because – it's going to be very tough for Pitt to win this ACC. They've never done it. <laughs> now, he could, if he wanted, you know, he could hedge a little bit, uh, you know, get something out of it. Um, yeah, by betting on, maybe you bet some amount on North Carolina because Miami would still need uh, or, or would need to run the table as well. Um, they have a game against Florida State this week, Allen, that I think they could lose. It would not surprise me if the Knowles, uh, who have been playing better as of late, ended up winning that game. Um, but if it were me, you know, Pitt's having this magical season. You know, I'm, I'm letting this thing ride. I'm letting it play out. Because they could still lose this game and still uh, still end up on top. It's true. It's true. It does take also Miami winning out. So that yeah. throw that in there. Uh, maybe maybe you see what happens on Thursday, and then you know if if we do lose, you bet bet a hell of a lot on Florida State or something like that. I, I don't know. <laughs> Man, and and me, if it, I'm putting myself in his shoes, in their shoes, Ogden one three two five. It's like I got in. Jan- they've been postponing it, but now in January, I got those. My second stint at Pitt, the student loans are starting back up again. Oh, my. And if I just went for that 16, I'd just pay it all off right away. So maybe I'm I'm, I'm riding it out, too, if I'm him, maybe. I, actually, the more I think about it, be the more responsible thing. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's go to the next part of our Pitternet action here. And it's still on Panther Lair, where the, the Pitt talk was hot and heavy this week, obviously, with UNC and an ACC title it, it, insights also hoops uh, getting underway yep. uh, lots to talk about let my liver left my liver at the SOD on Panther Lair said anyone else see UNC fans storm the field after beating Wake Forest they were three point favorites they are going to have to board up the windows in Chapel Hill if they ever beat Clemson feel free to discuss if not feel free to move along <laughs> Well, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna discuss. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, that was a little surprising. I mean, yeah, that's somewhat of a rivalry, and I I mean I didn't I mean I don't know how big of a rivalry it is. Uh, but North Carolina was favored in that game. I know I know Wake Forest uh, is a uh, you know was an undefeated team, but 
is that storming the field worthy? You know, not for me, it's not. Uh, this is I, the people who get upset about the storming the field, but I'm, I'm not saying I'm upset about it. I'm just saying that it, you know, it, I wouldn't say if it would should be like a, I don't think that was that special of a moment to storm the field. I think there were probably not. other opportunities. I don't know. Of course, of course not. But then you have to put yourself in the shoes of a, a, a party animal at North Carolina who is sitting there, was hoping for a big ACC championship season, didn't come, and you've been hanging out, drinking all day at Chapel Hill, probably doing, you know, bong loads or whatever the kids are doing these days, oh uh, just raging, and then you're in, the, you're in the stands, you're getting all hyped watching this game, they're playing all your favorite hip-hop jams on the loudspeakers oh, all yeah. game long, you got all the adrenaline going, and they win this big, close game, what else are you going to do? Go back to class and say, "Oh, that was one hell of a game." Now let's let's go study. I mean, that's not how the world works. Kids get people. Kids, people, people get all all jacked up and hopped up on on the adrenaline, whatever else they're putting into their body, and then the atmosphere. They're gonna run out on the field and, and celebrate, and do cartwheels, and, yeah. and and kick the air like that guy who sacked Ben Roethlisberger did and then get bumped by a referee. I don't know. People get excited and let them be excited as long as nobody gets hurt. I'm fine with it. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm not going to I'm not going to totally disagree with that. Uh the main reason I wanted to talk about this though is uh now that game ha- that happened Saturday afternoon. Uh you know, it's a short week. North Carolina is probably going to fly here on Wednesday and play this game Thursday night. Do you think they're going to be blowed up because of this? That that is something you would hope because that was an emotional game, a, a long game, yeah, a physical game. Um, but I never put any stock into that. Into oh, the okay. carryover from one week to these are these are athletes. This isn't you or me. Where oh, I did. I did 50 sit-ups yesterday for the first time in a long time, and I can't move today or tomorrow. They're training every single day. They're athletes. I mean, bumps and bruises will happen, but collectively the team will be ready for pit, and I wouldn't count on it at all. But maybe maybe they'll get blown up early in the game just because Pitt does such a good job of playing physical and wearing on them and playing to the best of their ability, and they have that ability to wear a team out by the third quarter. If yep. they if yep. they play to their their potential on offense, uh, especially on the offensive line, disciplined and everything, I think will will pan out uh, if they are disciplined on the offensive line. Because then the physicality is what they can do. Really, uh, in eight, that just comes that naturally to the pit offense. I think it's a, a quality physical team that just gets in its own way sometimes. And if they do that, they'll blow UNC up themselves. <laughs> I hope I hope so. Okay, so a couple good morsels there to sink our teeth into from the Pitternet, but I mean all over uh the city of Pittsburgh, Vince, it's a new era. It's the ACC championship, potential first ever ACC championship, a new mayor, a, a, a new season here with the, the cold coming in and fall, potential snow even coming soon. Uh, yeah, it, around town, it's just a very different t- type of vibe. But still, people aren't quite used to what's going on right now, especially when it comes to pit football. No, they're not. A lot of people asking me every day 
uh, stuff about Pitt and uh, people that I didn't even know uh, that they knew that the university existed. Another Saturday comedy and the Panthers are playing. Time to find out what the answers are saying. You know Pitt ain't going to no playoff, but but winning the ACC, that, that wouldn't be too bad either. Hey, he ain't win the Big East or nothing. I mean, come on. I'd be happy with it, but whatever. You do know the ACC, much bigger conference than that. It just don't mean as much for some reason, though. You know, it's like Kenny Wood getting rid of all them rides. It just ain't the same. Hell to pit. So that's what the Inzers are saying. Uh, still a lot to play for. Uh, this ACC championship, this is still a big deal uh, if Pitt can win this thing. Make no mistake about that. Uh, Alan, uh, the, the season is coming to a close here. Uh, some big games happening around the country. Uh, you know, we're kind of doing this before uh, the, the college football playoff rankings get announced on, on Tuesday. Uh, so, but there were you know, several teams that lost, uh, so, so some big shakeups, but still a lot at stake out there. Yeah, the, the, there's there's uh, really some some interesting uh, debates they have to have. I think even more so than past seasons, the college football playoff. Uh, I think they're going to have a bad taste in their mouth. Regardless, they're going to put someone in that they really collectively don't want to <laughs> when it comes to the bottom line. But let, let's talk about one team that totally did what we knew they would do, and that's the Michigan Wolverines. They ended up losing. It's always either to Michigan State or Ohio State, or maybe both. Definitely Ohio State, usually. But they lose to Michigan State this year, Vince, and they take on Penn State now. Um, and, I, I mean, this game is really going to come down, I think, uh, as it does. And uh, which which quarterback can uh, be less boring but not make the mistakes <laughs> And I think Michigan and McNamara are more capable of that. Sean Clifford, I wouldn't trust in a spot like this, especially with that angry bounce back game for uh, Michigan here. So I'm picking the Wolverines. Yeah, I, I think so too. Uh, if, you know, from what it seems like, Penn State's maybe a little bit banged up on the defensive line. Michigan able to run the ball very effectively. Uh, and like you said, they are able to get some big passes when needed. Uh, I guess this game is at Penn State. Maybe that's why the line is a pick em. I would have thought Michigan would have been favored uh, in this game, um, but but they're not. Uh, so maybe that's a little cause for concern. But but I am going to pick Michigan, yeah, which and, is still and, a big a big a huge game for them. Uh, you know they can still win the Big Ten uh, or at least uh, you know get a a, a bid to the uh, to the Rose Bowl. And also Penn State last week, huge disappointment. Uh, only picking off Talia uh, Tagovailoa uh, once. I mean, come on. I mean, it should, it should, it should, it's not that hard, right? I mean, it's, it's a easy. It should have been an easier game for them. They only won by what? Uh, what they went thirty to 14, 14 as usual. But what are you gonna do? Um, but this is a, a game that still implications. Uh, for the for the Big Ten title game, is Michigan still alive? Even though they have yeah, the blemish, yeah, yeah. They, if if they would run the table the rest of the way, I think they, there's a good chance that they would make it. 
doubt it happens. Oklahoma is at Baylor. Uh, Vince in uh, this this is uh, this is this is fun. Oklahoma nine and zero. Yeah, but ranked eighth because nobody respects the Big Twelve anymore. Yeah, what's interesting is ba- Oklahoma's got a lot of their big games coming up here at the end. You know, they're going to be playing Baylor this week. They have Iowa State and Oklahoma State. So, I mean. Even if they, you know, if they win these games, uh, you know, they they are going to leapfrog people and they will be in that top four. I promise you. How about Baylor losing to TCU without Gary Patterson his first first game uh, after leaving the university? Fans stormed the field after that one, too. Um, Yeah. It's a new, it's a new dawn, uh, a new era there at TCU, and uh, Baylor totally uh, muffed that one. Uh, surprising because I, th- I, th- I was expecting more discipline instead, steady uh, play in the Dave Aranda era, but Baylor tripping up there and just, I don't think explosive enough to beat Oklahoma. Vince, how about you? I, I don't think so either. I mean, Oklahoma coming off a bye here. I know they are going to Waco, um, and. But it's laying less than a touchdown. Um, to to me, it seems. I, I mean, I I've I haven't been a big believer in Baylor this whole year. Uh, so I am going to side with Oklahoma. Um, I'm not saying I'm going to get to the window or anything with it, but I, I do I do think Oklahoma is going to win this game. And and you know, as unimpressive as they've been, they've still been very impressive. NC State at Wake Forest, and I just want to double check: Does this actually count as an ACC game? Because I does. never know anymore. It does. Okay. Yep. Okay. All right. Wake Forest looking for a bounce back. Still undefeated in the ACC. Yep. Yep. And uh, they they are going to need to win this game, uh, I think, in order to make a run at the uh, at the the Atlantic Division Championship. Uh, if you look at the standings right now. Yeah, they are five and zero, but NC State is four and one. So if NC State would beat them, uh, NC State would would uh, be in the driver's seat for for that uh, that championship. And NC State has already played uh, Clemson, uh, so they have that you know kind of behind them. They finish with Syracuse and North Carolina, so it's not it's not necessarily two extremely easy games. But but NC State would be be in front. Um, but I am going to go with with Wake Forest to win this game. I, I think it's just too much firepower. I mean, I do like NC State's defense. Don't get me wrong, but I don't. Th- I don't. I just don't think they're going to be able to score enough to beat this team. I I, I don't uh, really disparage NC State's offense that much, though. I'm picking NC State to win, Vince. I think Are you? Uh, Devin Leary's not that bad of a QB. He's not, and and and. Uh, you know, probably just getting overshowered by uh, an ACC that's actually packed with some of the best quarterbacks in all of college football this year. I mean, it's a down year, but you might say. But I think he's right there and and uh, capable of beating the uh, the Demon Deacons in this. And I'm going to pick him. And, and I'm looking here at the also the analytics on it on the PFF side, which also informs us every week when we talk this segment. And the cash is all on NC State pretty much. Really? Tickets on Wake Forest Ooh. and when it comes to that okay. two-point spread at least. Um, and they're saying 
uh, bump that spread down even a little bit from the two. So I like NC State to pull off the win. It's a okay. close. This is nearly a pick'em. All right. Uh, yeah, I, I'd still lean Wake Forest, but those those numbers you presented to me are a, little, a bit concerning, I guess. And of course, that game very much of interest uh, to the Pitt Panthers and all of us as we watch ACC football this week. But we do love SEC football too. Here, A and M is at Ole Miss. Vince two and a half point favorite. Yeah, I feel like Alan. This is two two of our favorite teams going at it here. College game game day going to be at the Grove uh, in Oxford. Uh, I can't wait to watch this game. Uh, a tremendous defense uh, in, in Texas A and M. Wild offense uh, w- with Ole Miss. This is what it's all about. Uh, I I think I am going to pick Ole Miss to win this game at home. I, I think I am. And it's and how how could it how could this shake out? Does this have any effect? I mean, Alabama has well, lost the AM, but they they're not going to slip up. So really, whoever wins this is still. Well, I th- I think yeah, I think whoever wins this game, uh, you know, I mean, obviously there's some you, depending on what happens with with Alabama and Georgia in the SEC title game. Um, you know, if somehow both those teams would make the playoffs, uh, the winner of this game would have a very good shot at the sugar bowl. Uh, and you know, the, if, um, you know, if Alabama does not make the playoff and they are, uh, in, in the sugar bowl, uh, the winner of this game would have a very good shot to make the peach bowl or fiesta bowl part of that new Year's six celebration. Wow, so in a season where A&M beat Alabama, they uh, still are going to end up really yeah, that's, not anywhere that's near a tough, the main event. That's a tough pill to swallow, but uh, I, I'll say this, and, and this would be getting way ahead of ourselves, was that uh, you know if Pitt does win this ACC championship, uh, it's very possible Pitt could be playing the winner of this game in a bowl game. How about that? <laughs> Okay, in that case, I'm picking Ole Miss because I want to see Matt Corral versus Kenny Pickett so bad. Oh, yeah. And uh, that brings us to the – did you pick – you picked Ole Miss, right? Yes, I did. Okay. And that brings us to Pitt, North Carolina, Vince. Yep. Six-and-a-half-point favorite at home, Heinz Field Thursday night. Yeah, uh, when you look at this game, I, I was surprised to see that the total was only 73 points. Uh, to me, this this feels like it's going to be just you know just tremendous amount of scoring. Um, I know you know Pitt's defense has played very well at times this year, and we know that they have a lot of uh, potential. But this is the kind of team that they really struggle to stop. Uh, I think the defense, uh, you know, that defensive line is going to play the game of their lives in order to you know really get after how and, and just and just disrupt everything. I mean, you would think so, but then I, the more I look at it and I look at what North Carolina has done this year and after that game, maybe not blown up, but maybe on ready for a letdown and I'm being, I'm, I find I haven't consulted PFF yet for this week's game, Vince. I was going to pick it a little bit closer, but they're telling us here, cash tickets all on pit for the spread. And also they're picking a seven and a half point victory for for Pitt. Wow. Over over UNC. I mean, that's 
that's kind of unexpected when you just think of it as a pit fan. But then I guess if you're looking unbiased and just looking at data points, maybe pit is that much better on paper. I can't do that though, because of the injury aspect of this game, we have no idea. So I'm going to go ahead and pick pit to win 41 38 thriller on Thursday night. Wow. Okay. Uh, I am not, as confident as you are in this game, I, I just, you know, I am just so concerned about this defense stepping up and, and, and making enough plays and getting off the field enough in, or, in order to stop them. Uh, and these slow starts we've seen uh, these past few weeks have, have just really, uh, it, it's got, it's got me very nervous. Uh, so I, I do not think we're going to win this game. I think we're going to lose 51 to 50. Oh my goodness. Oh man. I hope it's lower scoring. And we're, if we, if we're going to lose, can't take <laughs> scoring that many points and losing that way, uh, similar to wake forest did at least their game didn't even count for ACC standings. This one does. That would be brutal. Don't tell me that. And I, hopefully it doesn't come down to some kick at the end for Pitt at Heinz field at night. When it's just starting to get real cold and windy, <laughs> yeah, that would that would not be good. Uh, I, I hope for everybody's sake it doesn't come down to that. And a quick pro tip too to both coaches. I mean, if you are sixty six yards away from uh, a field goal at the end of this game, there's no point in kicking the ball when you're at Heinz Field from that far. Just a stupid, stupid decision that would be. Just throw the hail mary at that point. Goodness. Yep. Yep. Oh my, <laughs> this is good. This is not, this game is not for the faint of heart. It isn't. It's the one we always dread, but it's here and we're ready for it because we just got ready for it. Vince totally and completely thoroughly prepared. That's all we could do going into a game like this. Yep. I'm ready to go win or lose. All right, everybody. Thank you for listening to the hell to pit podcast. We will be back next week. I think I'll be in Rome, Vince, and we will be discussing what happens after Pitt UNC moving forward to University of Virginia. Another game I've been dreading all season as well. Yeah, that's gonna be a that's gonna be a wild game as well. But uh, we'll we'll see. What we gotta take this one one game at a time. That's what they say you gotta any, do. <laughs> anything left, Vince? Any any, any uh, more d- wisdom? Well, I do want to talk about uh, just real briefly pit basketball, uh, men's and women's getting started this week. Uh, at some point, we'll be talking uh, in depth about them and uh, the pit men's soccer team. Alan, semifinals of the ACC championship uh, Wednesday night. I believe they take on Notre Dame uh, in, in a in a big battle there. Uh, so hopefully, the uh, the Panthers could bring home. Bring home the gold in the ACC championship, men's soccer. Yeah, force a pit footy, baby. All right, we'll be getting into more and more of that as the football season winds down. That's for sure. And uh, I, I'm I'm hyped, Vince. Let's let's do this. Yep, let's do it. All right, everybody at H2P shows where you could follow us. Of course, if you uh, want to reach out anytime, that's where you could do it. Or hail the number two pit podcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, Vince. Give them that. Give them that last bit before we get out of here, so they're confident going into the scariest game of the year. Saturday night, seven thirty, Heinz Field, 
be there. Big time game. ACC championship on the line. ESPN nationally televised. Hail to Pitt. Oh, what more can I say? Hail to Pitt, everybody. Me, but I always dreamed about it.